Personhood by Talia Field Irrational Situation One point. Consider Hippasus, long ago in southern Italy, a Greek diligently making his name among Pythagoras's remaining gang. Did he see the beauty in his cohort's slogans or the perfection of simple geometry where numbers glow, the arc in ratios of solid agreement? Hippasus, perhaps a lover of roundness, of a square, of the polygons and crystals that mirrored his natural world, was filled sometimes with merriment, but also perhaps with little patches of dread. Shaded, shadowed, bothered, did this unlucky Hippasus sense that the impossible had infected the estate. Pythagoras's gang assumed that all angles of things, disputes, should be orderable, reducible. One question, one answer, one story. They liked pairs of rules and sides of arguments, shapes, that could perfect each other through ratios of integers. But this was not always to be. Reducing to absurdity shows that the diagonal of a square with a measure of one produces incommensurable sides that are both even and odd. The square root of two, the hypotenuse of the subsequent triangle, the diagonal of that ill-behaved square, thereby became the first irrational, a number uncontainable, spinning off magnitude from the divinity of number, producing a decimal that wouldn't repeat and wouldn't ever end. Only death would stop it, or so they thought, as they tossed Hippasus into the sea, a traitor to all things which numbers, in their marketability, had done for them. Now there is a murder mystery. So this first instance of irrationality, proven as it was so easily, caused enormous disruption, blooming just before the death of a mathematical man. But Hippasus is a stand-in. He's just a guess. History leaves so many guesses. The first proof of the incommensurable, unmappable inquiry situation where any diagonal crossing the shape of it is unmatchable with any side. Pythagoras, all is number. And so we conclude, with all respect to the ancient Greeks, that the situation should be that imperfect geometry, that symptom of infinity that contains a whole. A student posits, I don't know the name of a theory that argues that every single thing in the universe, from the seemingly tiny and fleeting to the horribly compounded, impacted, or intractable, are each exactly equal to each in their irrationality. Uh, something like an irrationality constant. 1.4. On Plato's door, let no one enter who does not know geometry. You may find the storyline difficult to trace, never looping back to make a unified trajectory or unable to find an origin. Zero at zero. The plot is eventually a fluorescence, though you may object, this isn't about story at all. Only situations sustain a grotesque and barbed peduncle that floats among so many points. You may say, a story is less a slow-move cactus than something that flowers off the bat and spreads easily, reproduces regularly. A curve with an equation, you know, the sort we're familiar with. 
A student asks, how can a situation be written in lines? A situation is not a story, but does it contain storylines? Sarah Polly. When you're in the middle of a story, it isn't a story at all, but only a confusion. Can a confusion be approached and understood in the way a painting can be approached? A painting? Students approach. E.O. Wilson. In a purely technical sense, each species of higher organism, beetle, moss, and so forth, is richer in information than a Caravaggio painting, Mozart's symphony, or any other great work of art. Consider the typical case of the house mouse, Mus musculus. Each of its cells contains four strings of DNA, each of which comprises about a billion nucleotide pairs organized into 100,000 structural nucleotide pairs organized into 100,000 structural genes. The full information therein, if translated into ordinary-sized printed letters, would just about fill all 15 editions of the Encyclopedia Britannica published since 1768. Henri Poincaré, geometry is not true, it is advantageous. Ah, we thought we could make this lovely shape, but it slips like a fetid leftover into an irrationality whose non-repeating infinities won't go away. Taming or canceling or ignoring all the infinities is called the standard model or normalization. Pythagoras, a thought is an idea in transit, which once released, never can be lured back nor the spoken word recalled, nor ever can the overt act be erased. All that thou thinkest, sayest, or doest bears perpetual record of itself, enduring for eternity. And so the student creates magnitudes whose entanglements on paper-like substance and consumed in readerly order attempt to gloss over what we might call situation A given that all situations thwart history, it follows that this A, B, B, C, C, A, etc. provoke a growing dismay. The Greek word historia means inquiry through research and the writing that comes of it. 1.41 Hippasus, having put a dodecahedron in a sphere, may have broadcast the irrational to his ultimate detriment, but neither has anyone to this day squared a circle. Irrationality was his official secret, but collapse of the form called for and his rampant personality failure proved how violence behaves proportional to solipsism and that stories of violence, violent stories, do nothing but beg the question. Take any situation have it into two equal situations, then have it again, then again into an infinity of finely halved arguments. Some call this reality. And this cannot be summed up, though the parts move relentlessly, futilely, toward zero. Competing and always equally complex realities may be the only reality, just as there are greater and lesser infinities. And stories gain advantage at the direct expense of situations. This verbal combat, the smiling one-ups, the subtle growling maneuvers, 
fluorescence, the many fractured ways grammar can put others in their places, and finally, what that means to be put in a place. Zero at zero. This is the subtle violence of story. But being put in a place is only the ratio of one reality to the infinite circumference of the whole situation, and is itself irrational. 1.414 Epictetus's Enchiridion Let not your laughter be loud, frequent, or unrestrained. Laughter being so pleasantly unsubtle, it might have contributed to the death of Hippasus. Laughing loses the thread, becomes useless and possibly dangerous. These objections compare laughter to cruelty, turning a situation antisocial. But the jostling endemic to the slices of spheres shows comedy more exquisite for how seriously each joke is believed. Has anyone grown murderous from laughing? In masquerade and comedy, the laughter always drowns out bureaucracy, if not attempted tyranny. A student recalls an argument overheard from the top of the stairs. One-sided, or, or was it two, three, or more? The battle seeped into restless sleep. In memory, this incompleteness and overabundance of overhearing results in the inability to derive history. Approaching the paradox, we tease the incommensurability of the sides. In ecology, arguments promote infinities through hungers, weapons, hubris, actions, reactions, and of course, climate. Pythagoras. Begin thus from the first act and proceed, and, in conclusion, at the ill which thou hast done, be troubled and rejoice for the good. 1.4142. A student reconsiders the ponderous agave that sits barren, and then, after 20 years, offers one enormous, grotesque, disproportioned, ugly, optimistic, awkward growth, and dies. People ask, if we prevent it flowering, will it live longer? Sadly, no. It's not being there crumples and ruin, just as a giant squid's empty garment floats to the surface, broken and spent. The giant squid remains unknowable, except as a form of death. Both the giant agave and giant squid send their fruiting irrationals as once last tiny situations on the wave. Students assess side M then side Y, which is supposed to be commensurate. The angles between add up. It is shapely, after all. But side Q says one thing, slightly off, the situation going haywire. The others compensate their angles. The stories seem incongruent, but never where the proof makes it so. Segments are even. Segments are odd. Both deduced because it's not a triangle or any familiar polyhedron. It is irrational to listen to everyone. It's irrational to understand them. Protagoras. Man is the measure of all things. Plato. What I say is that just or right means nothing but what is in the interest of the stronger side. Rationality. 
for all its emphasis on the discreet, shows itself in an endless spectacle of put-down, a melodrama of beggars' questions, circular, reasoned, practiced before a private, diminishing audience. In a delusion of inner voices, some punchlines gain celebrity estate, but forfeit unruly time and a messy world. Their testimonies rigidifying as the slow boil starts, the water appearing preternaturally calm for a while. Plato, is that which is holy loved by the gods because it's holy? Or is it holy because it's loved by the gods? 1.41421 Consider a patch of soil which contains the situation of everyone burrowed, fleeing, flying, infesting, pollinating, destroying, selling, recreating, parasitically inhabiting, or even just happening upon it. The closer we look, the more crowded the patch. Not only with creatures, but space inside molecules, inside creatures, joining and dividing energies until there's nothing living inside the living, but mystery moving in all directions. If our gawking could peer even farther, we might glimpse something like fate's unponderability, a logos, and a cracked mirror. Pythagoras, it is difficult to walk at one and the same time many paths of life. Like irrationals, we are incommensurable, with no common measure. Yet, so-called rational choice, the way we might proceed, for example, onward, toward success, toward greater, insert positive value here, worth, popularity, is prim and paradoxical, and in its face, we are all equal in failure. Your scheme can never be used to make sense of mine, just as Aristotle cannot be understood in terms of Freud, at least not without laughter. Time goes in a line, they say, and the students ask, why? The dimensions of characters, the tangents, are thus illusory, and not just in competing ipsodixits. But in our public sphere, disobedient, unsizable, ultimately our curiosity is all we have to use like a microscope, a weapon, a shell, a claw, or any biological feature to gain both nourishment and survival. To plot the public sphere, to approach a situation, requires the listening post and the painful, bloodless, comic wound where past and present unhinge. Even the smallest fragment of language passes genetically, just as preferences, money, hair color, or luck do, giving advantage or crippling handicap. Demon, strata. Night amplifies a sudden agora to the ears, a starry field. Define universe you with a set I. 1.414213 A mathematician goes to the street and hears ideas leading to vaporous musings in an unnerving investigation that comforts him in a stolen nap. His fellows have convinced him he's a poor talent. And later he goes to battle and dies of a wound. Or he goes to sea and is drowned for his work. What do the living know about keeping this and that apart in the maelstrom? If he were a writer and not a mathematician, would he have attempted the same proof? 
A set is closed if its complement, everything that is not in it, is open. But this means we can imagine an open set whose complement is also open, making the first set both open and closed, and therefore clopen. Your set is clopen if and only if its boundary is empty. Complement. Everything that is not in set A. Boundary. Everything used. Passports, police, awards, agents. To be sure that people from below the penthouse are kept out. Pythagoras. The oldest, shortest words, yes and no, are those which require the most thought. Hence the once flowering irrational, the one that refuses to be deduced with no common unit of measure, a carnival of doubters impossibly howling, clopen in form and function, and also ripe, infected, a bit swollen, chunky, unassimilable, circus meager, harried, brain boggled, but unafraid of blooming once and dying the parts slither and stray, overlap unyieldingly to excerpting. Made finally of precious paper and distributed by hand, a wilder boundary than we can imagine across the so-called garden wall. It's an eavesdropper's, grave robber's project, publicly assembling taxonomic monsters from long buried situations, just as giant squid are only known for being unknowable. A giant squid's life proceeds without human witness, in the unprecedented layers beyond the outer legal system. Only later, its anatomy parceled when it washes up too late, color-drained, eye bigger than previously thought, from finding its obscure meals and running obscure errands. Gliding obscurely in the obscure rain, obscure in the thermal currents, its arguments and situations dispersed in sudden inky clouds. 1.4142135 Cats are shapely, half dead, and adorn the agora with struts, shrugs, their lounging and love fights. As interference breaks through interference, Arguers stand on shoulders, squabbling in rough voices to ascend conundrums and speak up, the heart of being heard sulking off stage, ready to shoot. Anointed experts step in to moderate. Other authorities accuse and refute, prove by numbers, take up celebrity. Rebels erase authority. Horses stampede from the barn. Then the space must be trucked off or the accumulation desisted. Riot police. Invitation to dialogue that is nothing but privileged personalities in bare disguise. And Agon unrelents, pulls up the tent corner stakes until the confused geometry calms. Aristoxenus. Whenever he heard a person who was making use of his symbols, he immediately took him into his circle and made him a friend. The public space fills with actors, real people, and birds crossing a crowd of best guesses. The multitude is the richness, not its demise. An argument, a moment of crystallized wonder. Students examine the agave, its 
inflorescent afterlife and decomposition. The death that seeds and signals the finale. Can you stop an agave from flowering and keep it from dying by cutting off its stalk? No. The process that causes the plant to flower also kills the plant. One point four one four two one three five six. Student, or was he in exile? The secret that Hippasus stole, and not for sharing. Another student. The square root of two exists. It's a line on a paper. Student. But it also doesn't exist because its expression is impossible. Another student. So if we can't express, we don't exist. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Speak what you think now in hard words, and tomorrow, speak what tomorrow thinks in hard words again, though it contradict everything you said today. Ah, so you shall be sure to be misunderstood. So even expressive silence provides literary proof, just as a giant squid's stomach bisects its brain. The leg, a tentacle where eggs circulate. Three hearts power up astonishing escapes. Nothing familiar, just extrapolations from corpses and forms. Jaw hole of razors. We can only guess, the experts recoil, what this might be for. The squid gives birth from her leg, and only once, before she sails dead to the floor. Who would accept this monster? Yet, we are encouraged to watch Maasai giraffes on the zoo's giraffe cam without leaving the couch. If the giraffes are not in their enclosure, it might be a nice day. Aristotle. So, poetry is something more philosophical and more worthy of serious attention than history. 1.414213562 The funny part is that Pythagoras never wrote anything in his lifetime, nor did his contemporaries write about him. We don't know what he factually said, did, or thought. We do not know if he was even a mathematician, as there is no mention of mathematics in early writings about him or his followers. The first accounts, written 150 years or so after he died, disagree extensively about his life. Only in the 4th to 5th centuries BCE do hagiographies call him a divine being, positioning him as the origin of Plato's philosophy. That his teachings were largely secret justified the lack of written texts and allowed for the many buried forgeries found centuries later. Thus, a situation. Inquiry tangles. One says Pythagoras ate some meat. Another, he was strictly vegetarian. Eudoxus, he not only abstained from animal food, but would not come near butchers or hunters. Aristotle, the Pythagoreans refrained from eating the womb and the heart, the sea anemone, and some other things, but use all other animal food. Many say Pythagoras influenced Plato's metaphysics. Plato never mentions him. Aristotle only calls them the so-called Pythagoreans, who may have known of limiters and unlimiteds, though this is likely a reference to Hippasus. In Aristotle's missing treatise on these so-called Pythagoreans, he may have described Pythagoras as a miracle worker with a golden leg who bit a snake 
and was able to be in two places at once. Aristotle says he prohibited eating beans, but Aristoxenus says he valued beans most of all vegetables since they were laxative. A student, unrelenting, like it's the last thing she'll ever do. So if inquiries are infinite, isn't the only possible story irrational? Each is right. They are all wrong. The towering peduncle may be magnificent, but its appearance equals its death, or just the transfer of stored nourishment to the act of seeding. The flowering agave gives people soap, pens, awls, paper, needles, sugar, string, medicine, rope, tequila, fiber, and a variety of food and drink. Empedocles on Pythagoras, a man who possessed the greatest wealth of intelligence. Heraclitus, king of the charlatans. Personhood by Talia Field. Designed and produced by Ben Williams. Performed by April Mathis, Shannon Tayo, and Ben Williams. Recorded at the Collapsible Hole in New York City. <laughs>